Sometimes those voices try to tell me I'm forgotten and I'm falling too far from his hands. But I know what kind of God he is and I'm trusting in his promises. I'm believing and I'm singing just he Did he move 
We changed it up on you today. Pastor wanted to trick you. So, all right. Well, welcome to Sunday service. Welcome a lot of Sarah's family coming in. It's good to see them. We'll get to meet meet them later on after church. Um, I see Jude's running out, so I guess I don't know. I don't know what that's all about, but <laughs> we can get that story later. <laughs> but no, no welcome. He did have to go uh, shoot a wedding, so. Uh, for his Friday, he's got one more one more to shoot, and then uh, it'll be his own. But uh, um, we do welcome everyone today. Just a couple quick announcements. I think uh, uh, youth camps actually coming up. The first one in two weeks. So um, if you're signing up for those, we need to get the uh, uh, everything turned in. So we can do it online or let us know, and, and uh, we'll uh, get you the paperwork. But uh, do remember those. Uh, be in prayer for all the camps coming up throughout the month of June, and uh, they have a ladies' meeting next Saturday. Yes. mentioned. Yes. I told him I was going to announce this last week, and he didn't look at me, so <laughs> I didn't get to. Um, yeah, ladies' meeting this Saturday at Sister Ricky's house. Uh, so we are going to start at 5 o'clock, so we'll carpool from the church here at 4.30. So, and hi, Doris. And Doris has a list for menu for food stuff to bring. So we can, uh, we'll do that after church. Yes. So, um, yeah. So 4.30, we'll meet here at the church and head out that way. And I got a glimpse of the her property yesterday. It's beautiful. So many flowers and everything. So it's very nice and a nice deck. And so we will get together and have a good time and devotion and enjoy uh, God's creation out there. All right. Let's all stand. Have a time of prayer as we go into service uh, this morning. Do remember, we've got a number of people out of town, so traveling, so remember them and as we're praying. Does anybody have any prayer requests they'd like to mention this morning? Okay, yes, let's remember Sister Lois. She had surgery earlier today. Okay, remember Jason and Samantha? Anyone else? Unspoken requests? We can raise our hands. God knows each one. Let's all pray this morning. God, we come to you at this time. Lord, thank you, dear God, for this morning.
This Sunday, okay. So it'll be a, a church building expense. So everything you give uh, will go towards church expense, a building. And uh, if you need it to go somewhere else, just mark it on the check or envelope, and it will. So let's pray again. Lord, we thank you again, God, for this opportunity, Lord, and just to be able to give to you here this morning. And we ask that you'll bless this offering, God. Bless all those that have to give and those who don't, Lord God, that you will just uh, minister uh, through these funds, Lord God, and that your will will be done in your name. Amen.
same God today that we read about in the Bible. Amen. Amen. He is the same God today, yesterday, today, and forever. And he said the greater things you will do. Greater things you will do. And we echo that authority because it's only in his name. Amen? Only in his name. And I want to see him do it again, don't you? Do it again.
Lord, for being our firm foundation, Lord. Hallelujah. And God, may this be our prayer this morning, Lord, not just a song that we sing, Lord, but that we will build our life on you, God. Open up our eyes, Lord, to more of you, God, that we may know you more, God, and then help us, God, to reach out to those around us, Father, in your love and in your name, God. Hallelujah. Help us to build our life on you and your promises, Lord, fully trusting in you, God, because you are great, you are wonderful, and you can do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ask, think, or imagine, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. You can be seated as our pastor comes. Good morning and happy Memorial Day to each and every one. Thank the Lord. The ears have it. That was just a little joke. I just didn't realize how little it was going to be. Okay. <laughs> Thank the Lord. We're glad to have Sarah's family with us today. And, uh, Welcome to all of you. This is a special weekend in both positive and negative ways, I suppose, for a lot of people across our country. But by further explanation, I have the last two weeks I've been speaking on the Holy Ghost, the offices of the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, and I will continue that next Sunday. As a matter of fact, next Sunday's sermon, unless it gets changed somehow or another, I don't, don't suspect it will, it's going to be entitled, Fire, Fire, Fire! That will be next Sunday's sermon, and we'll uh, already give him Brother George fits, I guess. Thank the Lord. As a matter of fact, uh, whoever's doing the PA next Sunday, when I get to that third fire, I think you better turn me down. Because I just about blew my hearing aids out. This weekend is Memorial Day weekend. And very simply, Memorial Day is a time of remembrance. And 
in its early beginnings, actually, uh, it was not referred to as Memorial Day, but how many of you remember the word that was used for Memorial Day? I know you don't speak, though. You raise your hand. That's good enough. Anybody else can remember what the name was? All right, April does. Just you old people, I guess. Uh, and uh, but it was called Decoration Day. Oh, Beverly, you're shaking your head. You're not old, of course. They uh, and then uh, a few years later, in fact, in the 1900s, uh, it uh, got a name change by. Well, there were several holidays that was uh, put in with this particular day, and uh, it was combined and made Memorial Day. And uh, it occurred, the first Memorial Day uh, was uh, May 1882, and along the way there was other days put in with it. Uh, that uh, symbolize the special events that lead up to Memorial Day. It began, of course, in the Civil War times, and its initial name was, as, as Craig, April, Beverly, and some of you may remember, it was uh, called Decoration Day. May 20th, 18. 68 is when the first one was observed and what occurred in that particular window of time was where the graves of all soldiers deceased uh, there was flowers and their graves were decorated and so it was a very special time and still is a special time uh, as a matter of fact, we have folks gone this weekend due to the fact that they are honoring uh, the memory of those that have been uh, taken from this life, and uh, whether it be by uh, armed services or whether it be otherwise, it's still a memorial time for the country and, and people of the United States especially, they remember they, those that have went on and they give honor and respect by being there with their decorations and so on. This week has been another tragic week in our, our country as there has been a school shooting, several, at least that I know of, 19 children were killed. More other, others were killed as well. But the fact that it is happening seemingly, I believe it's the third time this calendar year that we've had a similar event to occur, a sad time, and, and we memorialize the memory of these things today. 
and uh, always, of course. And uh, we pray uh, for the families. We pray for our country and the ables that perpetuate these things. As a matter of fact, rather than to give us a moment of silence in regards to this, I would like to do, and not that that's not sufficient for people to do that, but I think we here in the church ought to be mindful of prayer for all of these families. Terrible, terrible tragedies that occur. And it, it hurts when you and I have loved ones that pass. This calendar year, we've had two or three people here from our congregation that we've lost. And, uh, and you still remember them. Uh, I, I look around and I don't see them sitting where we used to sit. And we, we miss them. We remember them. Amen. We, we do our best to hurt appropriately with the families that have these losses. And these little children, as well as the teachers, as well as the son and the grandson of the one who killed the, the people, everyone has suffered a loss. I think it would be good for us to remember all these people in prayer. Amen. I do not anticipate... You can if you wish, and as a, especially as the Spirit leads you, to pray a robust type prayer. However, I do want you to pray from your heart. Let's pray. Just, just have a little conversation with God right now, if you will, as we mem- remember these precious families that have lost these precious loved ones. Let us pray. Our Father, we do thank you that we have you, the comfort of the Holy Ghost, to come and be a part, not only this service, but whether it be in Texas, whether it be in other states where these tragic events have occurred. We pray, Lord, for the comfort of the families. We pray, Lord, that you will be with them in a special way. Nothing, Lord, will that we say can heal. Nothing that we can say or do will replace the loved ones. However, Lord, your comfort will be so important to them all. We pray for that comfort today. We ask you, Lord, to bless each family where the loved ones have been taken from us. Father, in the name of Jesus, I do pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Christ alone. Christ alone. Memorial Day, 2022, finds us here gathered at 4907 North Brighton, Kansas City, Missouri. And with all the events that have happened throughout the ages of our world that, as we know it, and the things that have happened this week, we are still led by a God of comfort. We're led by a Son who gave His life. And we're directed by a Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost as He guides us through this world. I'm going to read to you a few verses of Scripture from a warrior. As a matter of fact, this warrior was a king. As a matter of fact, his name was David. But listen to the words of this man as recorded in Psalms chapter 27, the entire chapter, verses 1 through 14. He said, The Lord is my light, and my salvation, whom shall I fear? And as I have prefaced David and for these remarks this morning, King David, as I have done that, I have done it in knowing that there is great harms that have been done to your friends, our fellow countrymen, that sometimes, well, not sometimes, most of the time, even our lifestyles are changed on the clock or on the calendar because of the evils that exist in our communities and our country. And so our schedules are changed up, or the way we do things is changed up. But here comes the words of the warrior, the king, the one who, as recorded in Psalms 23, says, The Lord is my shepherd. Here he expresses words immediately to us on this Memorial Day, that the Lord is my light and my salvation. And then rhetorically, he says, Who shall I fear? The Lord, he answers, is the strength of my life. Of whom Shall I be afraid? Notice the wording, the, the phrasing of the, the Scripture. Who shall I be afraid of? The Lord is my strength 
who is my light, none other than the Lord of my salvation. Even the wicked, or when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, shall come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. This sounds like a warrior, doesn't it? And that's quite a graphic scene that is that David is painting here about people that are so wicked that they will come and even destroy the flesh. But through the strength of God and through the light of the Lord of His salvation, He says, they stumble and they fall. Though an host shall encamp against me, I love this verse of Scripture, Though a host shall encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. I, I like I like that scripture, and uh, it's not, it is from the original King James version, and it uses a word that we use in this day and time very readily for many things about being and feeling confident. This, this is no need to go to any Hebrew or Greek translations here. It means what it says. That because of what the Lord is and because of what the enemy will do against me, I am going to be confident. Thank the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. That, that's a, I know we use that word a lot in the sports. We athletes do. And uh, as we use this word, we, you know, we face the other team or the adversarial uh, forces that we are going up against. But we are not afraid. We are confident. And then the warrior says, as he's expressed these words of how strong, how mighty the enemy is, but he's not going to fear. The Lord is his, the light of his salvation. He's just going to have all the confidence in the world against the things that come against him. He says something Though that puts sausage in the gravy, if you please. What he says is, verse 4, One thing have I desired. Uh-oh, is he making excuse? No, I don't think so. Before that one even falls off the table, he's not making excuse. He's letting us know what it is that he needs and desires in his life to feel the way he does. So he puts it in this fashion. This one thing I have desired of the Lord, and I'm going to seek after it, and that is to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord 
and to inquire in his temple. So what he is really saying is, I want to go to church every day and be there and shut the doors and nothing else ever happen. No, that's not what he's saying. But he is talking about the fact that he wants to be in the presence of the Lord every day of the Lord, every day of his life. Nothing to him is more beautiful than to be in the presence and to know the presence, to feel the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. And then he describes why that this is the way he feels. Verse 5, For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. This is interesting. This is this is cool. It really is. It's cool. Uh, only you young people probably understand uh, that type of speaking. But this is really cool. I want to be in his pavilion. That is his per, his presence. I want his spirit hovering in the places that I walk and I talk and I go. So in time of trouble. I'm not going to have to say, Lord, here I am. Lord, help me. I need your help. The Lord, He's already in His pavilion or in His help. In the secret of His tabernacle shall He hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. I remember when I was very small and we would set up our tents in the living room of our homes. You remember that? And I know it probably was snowing outside or something of that nature. And it was probably a time that you couldn't be outside. There was all of this type of stuff going on in the little kid's mind. And so they would go and hide themselves. Oh yeah, there might have been parents talking, there could have been food being cooked in the kitchen, but you were in your secret hiding place right there. Everybody knew you were there, but in your mind, you were in the secret hiding place. Let me tell you something. There is a secret hiding place that the world does not understand, does not have keys to, cannot access, does not have a remote or any, a transmitter or anything to know about where you're at when you're in the Lord because the Lord's Spirit guides, shields, and wheels His presence over you. Listen to this verse again with this understanding that in the time of trouble... He shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Oh, bless the Lord. And now the warrior is saying this to King David, the psalmist David. And now shall mine head be lifted up above my enemies round about of me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. 
Yea, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy upon me, and answer me. And when thou sayest, seek you my face, my heart, my heart shall say unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. And so the warrior begins to think in this way now. He says, don't hide your face from me, Lord. Put not your servant away in anger. And in other words, you're God, but I'm just mean. I still need your help. There's still evil going on out beyond where we're at. We need your presence. So, Lord, don't don't go away from me. Listen to this. Hide not thy face from me. Put not thy servant away in angry. Don't give up on me. I'm still a weak. I'm still a human being. I still need God's help. I, I still walk with the spiritual cane. I need your help, Lord. Thou hast been my help. Don't leave me. Never forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my mother, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Yes, this is what he comes to the conclusion. When there's a place that man can no longer help, it doesn't mean mom and dad walking off from you, although in some cases that could be the case for some people. It doesn't mean that brothers and sisters have turned against you, although that could be the case. But what it means is when mankind reaches its limitations on what it can do to help you, Lord, you are going to be able to take me up. Thank the Lord. In this Memorial Day, that weekend, a lot of ways in which people celebrate it, there are some of us here today who actually had fathers or sons or brothers or sisters that have lost their lives in war, combat. Others that have served in the armed services, but they no longer live here today and they're not with us. But when we consider all these particular possibilities, we have to come down to the realization, verse 11, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the plain path because of my enemies. They're out there. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for for false witnesses are risen up against me, and as such, breathe out cruelty. We're hearing the words of a warrior, of a, of a king who understands why that there is Memorial Days, so to speak, as we translate that to our time. He understands that death and cruelty and the need of giving one's life to stand up against it exists. 
He understands the frailty of humankind. Verse 13 says, I had fainted, but I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. What a beautiful scripture. What a beautiful scripture. And just wait, we're not ready for 14 yet, but, uh, well, we are. <laughs> In verse 13, it talks about the fact that mankind is what mankind is as we suppose. Not invincible, not infallible. Only God is that way. We realize, according to verse 13, that we will or can faint. But there is something about the blessing, the benefit of knowing that to be in the pavilion of the Lord. Somehow or another, perhaps I should have referred to this presentation today is a pavilion because you see in the hand the palm of the Lord in his secret place there's room in fact that is the reason it is there it's for us human fallible type beings to know that we must have God's help, and to have that confidence, and to have that place, because folks, listen, you're you're not subhuman if you faint, if you err along the way, but what you do have is the recourse that you can go to the Lord, and He will take you and pick you up and put you in his pavilion. Yes, indeed, as the warrior said, King David said, the psalmist said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. As we go to verse 14, he sprinkles the salt and the pepper and puts the ketchup and everything else on life. And he sums it up this way. He says, wait on the Lord. You're just not always going to get it exactly when you want it. You may, but probably you'll have to wait. In fact, following his words of instruction... He said, wait on the Lord. Just wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He's going to be there for you. He's going to strengthen your heart. Wait, he declares. Say on the Lord. Wait. Don't get in in your, your own way. By doing it your way, wait on the Lord. I'm concluding this Memorial Day presentation today by using three verses of Scripture. 
from Psalms, and this was also written by David. And the reason I say that is because the entirety of the book of uh, Psalms is written by different authors, uh, Solomon being one of them. And David has intermittently wrote different books that they that has been put together in the book of Psalms. Another thing about the book of Psalms, it's the greatest book that contains prophecies in it as well. Uh, it's just a lot of things about the book of Psalms that is so important to know and realize and we benefit from. But now then, the closing of this presentation today deals with three verses from the 136th chapter of the book of Psalms. And I I want to point out to you that these three verses will have a phrase in it that is in all the verses of this particular chapter. And that's the phrase that I'm referring to is endureth forever. This phrase will occur in all the verses. We're just presenting three of them as we come to the close of this presentation this morning. First of all, the the verses will be verse 3, 23, and verse 26. Let's begin with verse 23. The warrior is speaking. Give thanks to the Lord of hosts. Lord of Lords, for his mercy endureth forever. Who remembereth us in our low estate, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. Now then, as I end these thoughts today, I do want to go back to the fact that this particular holiday, Memorial Day, that is a special time, but yet in many ways it's a time in which the heart has been stretched because of loss of loved ones, whatever the nature of their gender was, whatever vocation they were in, whatever they were serving. We lost them, and we remember them today. I'm moved by the fact that there are places between here and uh, and Olathe that one community, and I believe it's... uh, it's either Shawnee or, or Overland Park. One of the com- communities puts flags all over the side of the interstate. It's a beautiful sight. They remember a, a great thing. A great thing that we remember also that the Lord gave his life for us that we might have eternal life. And even though it's a sad thing, I'm very grateful today to know that everyone that has lost their lives, even in these tragic events that have been uh, presented to us by the news media, 
that when their lives are in the hands of the Lord, that they are with the Lord. A wonderful thing. And the warrior who seen, oh my goodness, I believe it was Solomon that said, uh, or the people sang a song, kind of made a, uh, a poem out of it perhaps, that Solomon killed the uh, hundreds of people, but David killed the thousands. And uh, what, what a memory the warrior had as he lived his life. And so as we remember today all those that have given their lives, those that are giving their lives, and the one who gave his life, that we might have life. There is a saying that says, All gave some, and some gave all. It is so true. And as I read these verses of Scripture again, when I get to the phrase of each one, I would like for you to respond, if you would, please. O oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever, who remembereth us in our low estate, for his mercy endureth forever. O oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. Ask the congregation to stand as we come to the close of this service today. We come to the close of this service remembering and not forgetting those that have went on and made the way better for us today. We remember them, and in the Lord we give thanksgiving for them. And for the Lord, and because of the Lord, we are grateful for the Lord, for His giving, what He has done for you and I. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we pray at the close of the service today, we are very grateful and thankful for those that have been able to be with us. Lord, there are some that are in the hospital right now that are not able to be here. There are those that are visiting uh, in other places because of the, uh, the holiday and the, the fact that they are remembering their loved ones. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, as we leave this place, I pray that each one of us will leave not only thinking of you, but having you in the pavilion of our heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, everyone. Thank <laughs> you.